Cruise Radio is brought to you by InsureMyTrip.com. Travel insurance done right from the people who know travel insurance. Find out more at InsureMyTrip.com. Broadcasting from the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? I'm Doug Parker. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on Cruise Radio today. I know you have so many choices, and it means a lot that you are here. Uh, On this show, we're going to check out uh, cruise ship dining. Yeah, talk about freestyle dining, um, uh, the main dining room, specialty restaurants, all things dining this episode of Cruise Radio. Also, we'll find out what the folks over at American Cruise Lines are up to. Uh, They have a couple of new paddle wheelers uh, on the works, so we'll check out with them uh, a little bit later on in the program. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. What's up, Stuart? Hey, Doug. Doing great yourself? Yeah, man. Good. Let's get right to it. Royal Caribbean pulling out of New Orleans. Uh, What's up with this? Well, it's it's not a surprise, but to understand, I guess the best way to understand this is musical chairs. Royal Caribbean was setting their 2015-2016 deployments, and unfortunately, when the music stopped, there wasn't enough ships to continue to base one seasonally with Explorer of the Seas heading out to Australia. It just uh, It's just unfortunate, but I could certainly tell you all of the cruise lines, especially Royal Caribbean, have an excellent relationship with New Orleans. New Orleans is a great city uh, from which to sail from. It's been very successful, especially for Carnival that has three year-round ships based there for the first time ever. And it looks like uh, Serenade of the Seas is going to be taking over Legend of the Seas schedule in Europe for 2015. And then uh, it will return and begin to do 10 and 11 night sailing instead of Florida. Hmm. So yeah, definitely musical chairs there. Next talking point, CDC releases a statement saying that norovirus is more of a threat in restaurants, not on cruise ships. What's up with this? Well, I'd say no, duh. (laughs) This is something that I take the media to task over because they make such a big deal because a cruise ship might have 10, 20, 30, 100, couple hundred people that are sick, but it occurs less than seven thousandths of 1% here in the United States alone. Mm-hmm. It's 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 significant. It's not even one tenth of one percent occurring uh, on board cruise ships. And because and, and also it's important to note that, uh, you know, never once has any cruise ship been cited as being the source of the norovirus. It's other passengers bringing it on. The cruise lines really do collectively do a fantastic job to keep the ships uh, free and clear. But uh, I think the CDC was just getting a lot of questions from the media and they said enough. Let's go ahead and put something out there to once and for all put it to sleep that uh, norovirus is not that big a deal. Yeah, I got norovirus from a restaurant in January uh, here in Florida, and it was not pretty at all. It, it's unfortunate <laughs> it does happen, but you know, keep in mind, you won't see the first symptoms for thirty about 33 hours on average. Mm, yeah, totally. Uh, Regal Princess, Princess Cruise's new cruise ship out and about. Uh, what has the response been? Well, it's been very good. It's doing very well on its uh, Mediterranean sailings. Um, I know, I've known a couple of people that have gone on. They were on Royal Princess, and they've liked it. The elevators are working significantly better. Uh, the open promenade and having the aft pool uh, has really a big difference in their experience. It's the love boat. Yeah, there you go. Did you see this <laughs> uh, story come up about um, on the inaugural sailing, they were charging uh, an automated gratuity for uh, room service? Did you see that? No, no, I haven't seen that. I guess the customers or passengers raised a fuss and they took it off. Um, so here we go. For uh, 
the folks out there into the Game of Thrones. Uh, a new Game of Thrones shore excursion offered by Holland America in Ireland. Tell us about this. Well, they're actually, they've come up with a uh, tour that uh, they're going to take people to Castle Ward, which is uh, what people will know as uh, Winterfell, the good Audrey Castle which has been the backdrop of many uh, scenes of Rob Stark's camp. And, you know, a lot of the fans will be able to see the special effects. They'll show them costuming, test their knowledge uh, of the show with trivia, and allow them to uh, try their hand at the uh, archery skills. Hmm. So, uh, you know, you could do the Game of Thrones, or maybe that'll take you back to your uh, Robin Hood days. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'll have a photo opportunity, uh, you know, really kind of allowing people to get, get involved in, and further immerse themselves in the Game of Thrones show. I haven't, uh, this is probably one of the first uh, shore excursions that I've actually heard of that has brought uh, passengers to a set of a movie. Have you heard of any others like this? Well, I'm, I'm sure there have over the years, but I don't think anything's been such a big deal. Uh, it's, it's nice that uh, they're able to do this for their passengers because, you know, the show's very popular. And uh, it'll be a nice opportunity for uh, fans of the show to be able to see firsthand where the uh, shows are being set. Well, and on the subject of Holland America, it looks like the Veen Dam will be receiving some upgrades pretty soon. Yeah, uh, similar to some of the other ships, they're going to be uh, adding uh, lanais and bars. So the promenade deck, they'll turn part some of those cabins into lanais, which essentially allows you know the passengers to have a little sitting area right outside the room versus uh, just having a, a picture window. It's a great ship. And uh, it's a great way for All America to continue to keep their ships current. Is the Veendam one of their smaller ships? It is uh, one of the uh, smaller ships. And uh, this is, a, I found this rather comical, but CLIA, the Cruise Line Association over in Australia, they made a pretty bold statement recently, didn't they? Well, they, they did. It's been, uh, it was picked up in the uh, Australian press today where they're claiming that the cruise market, which is doing very, very very well, uh, has surpassed the United States in penetration per capita for 2013. That's kind of like uh, saying that, you know what, I'm kind of, I, I'm running last in a race and I think everybody should win an award. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the United States has more than 11 million people going on a cruise annually. Uh, Australia just reached, according to CLIA, 833,000 passengers. Not that big a deal, but it's it's showing significant growth. And uh, they're projected to hit the 1 million mark, essentially, possibly by 2015. You know, we see significant uh, numbers of additional ships going out to the market, which is terrific. You know, the, the passengers out there are really enjoying the cruises. The cruise lines are on the other side getting a little uh, frustrated with the uh, poor uh, port facilities, the high cost of doing business out there, and the number of ports that they're having to tender. So, you know, there, there could be some rough waters ahead for the industry out there. But the nice thing is, is that the, the Australians are continuing to respond in strong numbers to cruising. You know, you realize it, it is still the, the best vacation out there. And, you know, there's not much to do within a couple hours of Australia. So uh, it's nice to be able to, you know, take a cruise and also visit the Southeast, you know, the Polynesian Islands, as well as uh, New Zealand. Now, Carnival has Carnival spirit out there year round, but Carnival legend will only be out there, what, just for part of the year? 
It'll be seasonally, yes. Okay, gotcha. A lot of the ships are just seasonal, but uh, it's 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 growing uh, tremendously well. Um, it's it's got very strong uh, you know possibilities going forward. But you know, kind of like Mexico, you run you, you need to be able to develop more ports and continue to put uh, you know better uh, ships in the market to keep uh, you know the experience fresh. I got a listener email here, Stuart, asking any recommendations for anything to do in Grand Turk. <laughs> I don't. Well, a, a carnival de, what? It's a carnival developed cruise port. It's a salt mine. The NASA thing is there, but other than that, I can't really think of anything else. Can you? Well, they they do have a nice beach, right. and uh, it's a nice day to you know spend on the ship. There's really not much else. <laughs> There's really not much else. It is a beautiful beach. I mean, you know, you just get right off the pier, and the beach is right there. And you can go swimming. There are some of the uh, you know traditional shops that uh, you find uh, in every port, but uh, it's it's just not. You get off the ship; it's a nice beach day. It's very convenient. You don't have to take uh, a cab to the beach. It's right there, and it's easy access back to the ship. Yeah, I have to say, like I've been there a couple of times, and it's really like if you. I'm sure there's some nice scuba diving around there, but when you ride through the island like in a taxi cab, you, you blink and you're past downtown, and then it's nothing but salt mines everywhere. Like just nothing to do. Right. Yeah. But uh, the port area is is nice. Like the, the beach really is nice. The water is very clear, uh, aqua blue, and uh, you know it does provide some a nice uh, a nice day at the beach. There you go. You can find him at cruiseguy.com. Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. I appreciate it. My pleasure, Doug. How many times have you said that'll never happen to us? Vacations are a big investment with both time and money, and they should be protected. For over a decade, InsureMyTrip.com has been the online travel insurance leader, offering the best plans from the most trusted providers. Our licensed and award-winning customer service team makes sure you have the right coverage for your travel. To find out why over 98% of travelers would recommend InsureMyTrip, visit InsureMyTrip.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Joining us this evening on Cruise Radio is Director of Sales for American Cruise Lines, Susan Schultz. Hello, Susan. Hello, Doug. How are you? Thank you for inviting us. Yeah, absolutely. And you're up there in, uh, is it Connecticut? In Connecticut, yes. Has uh, has spring sprung yet? It, it is so trying to, but unfortunately, it's not there yet. But I, I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. No snow on the ground, so that's all good news. <laughs> We're going to chat a little bit about American Cruise Lines. So uh, I guess let's start off in uh, for our audience who isn't familiar with American Cruise Lines. Uh, talk to us about the cruise line. We actually offer 35 different itineraries here in the United States, coast to coast. I think what a lot of people uh, don't realize is that there's such great opportunity for cruising right here in their own backyard. And that's exactly what we offer. And we should probably say these aren't like jumbo cruise ships. These are smaller, intimate ships. Absolutely. Our our largest, if you want to say, holds only 150 passengers. So you can just imagine the personalization that every one of our cruises do offer our passengers. 
And uh, as far as your audience who's traveling on your cruises, I know uh, in 2014, we're seeing this huge leap in multi-generational travel. Are you getting that over at American Cruise Lines? We definitely are. Um, you know, people are finally hearing about us, which is great. And what we find is um, that a lot of our passengers, um, you know, they're they're a little, you know, more like 55 on up. However, what they're doing is they're celebrating a, a milestone, a birthday, or, a, or an anniversary, and so they're inviting their children as well as their children's children, and they come on board. And what's really exciting about our product is that we offer such a variety for, and we can meet those those the demands, if you want to say, for that different um, age level, um, because we only cruise about 20 to 30 percent of the time. We're actually in the different ports of call, such as Newport, Black Island, Martha's Vineyard, or um, anywhere along the East Coast, as well as the Mississippi River and out in the Northwest. Speaking on the Mississippi River for a second, you know, because I've cruised a lot in Alaska, in Mexico, and then on, you know, Canada, the Caribbean. But it seems like when you cruise up the Mississippi River, it really brings cruising full circle. It does. It really does. I was born and raised on the Ohio River, so I'm very familiar with uh, with the rivers. And it is. It does bring you back a lot. And it's nice to be able to go on an authentic paddle wheeler as well. It really is enlightening. It truly is. And I mean, it's not just a paddle wheeler because these, these uh, paddle wheel boats, these ships are actually docking right in the middle of town. Am I correct where you're not having to take a transfer to go into downtown because you're basically stepping off the ship and you're right there. You are correct. Um, you know, majority of the ports that we go to, we dock right into the heart of the town. And we never overwhelm our ports of call, which is, which is excellent. So our passengers are greeted with the regional. It, they, they get to really understand that particular area in that region because the, the, pa- the people that live in that town love us, absolutely love our passengers. And, you know, they can walk into the little quaint towns and shop and, and get to know the different areas. So they do. They can go on and off as they please on any of our ships. And it's kind of funny, those those that are out there right now that actually have cruised the larger ships, it really is a different experience when you come on board a small ship cruising, especially with American Cruise Lines. Going back to regional for a second, uh, you have this program uh, called Cruise Local, Eat Local. Uh, Talk to us about that. Well, we're really excited about introducing this, and we feel like it's our duty um, in order to uh, to help um, the ecosystems of the regions that we actually visit. So what we do is we actually have a purchasing program um, that is allows us to buy the freshest ingredients for our clients, our passengers that are on board our vessels. And I think this is both beneficial to our, our passengers as well as our ports of call, and they so appreciate us buying locally. Well, how different is the experience, Susan, between cruising in the Northwest and up the Mississippi River? Totally different. Yeah. So people always ask me, what is your most favorite cruise? I can't answer that. Mm -hmm. They're all so different. Can you imagine doing Alaska on a small ship cruising, only 100 passengers, and also doing the historic South from Charleston to South South Carolina to Florida? Totally different types of itineraries. I thought it was just so cool because I sailed uh, on the Queen of the Mississippi last October from St. Louis and it ended up in, uh, I think it was Minneapolis. And, you know, I-, I met some of the coolest people, like people, like retired executives from NBC, like just all, co- you never know who you're going to meet on there. And you're right about it. It's so <laughs> intimate because you're, there's one seating and there's one dining time, but you have a chance to meet basically the whole ship during your week voyage. That's unique. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, anything new on the horizon for American Cruise Lines? 
Absolutely. We're doing so well that we have four new vessels um, that we've just announced. Two, the first two will be brand new paddle wheelers. Uh, one will definitely be going on the Mississippi, which will offer some more different. There's a lot of contributaries, a lot of different rivers on that go off the Mississippi um, that we're able to. We're probably going to be announcing some new itineraries for that area, which is exciting for our passengers. And then the um, second vessel that will be coming out um, will also do the uh, Pacific Northwest, which will be doing um, the Colombian Snake Rivers. The other two, I we have not announced yet. We've been speaking with Susan Schultz. She's the director of sales with American Cruise Lines. Susan, thank you so much for hanging out with us this evening on Cruise Radio. Oh, Doug, thank you very much for asking me. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel. Or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Cruise ship dining has exploded over the past, uh, I guess you could say probably the past decade. And uh, joining us to talk about cruise ship dining tonight is Jason Leopard of PopularCruising.com. What's up, Jason? Hey, good to be here, my friend. Yeah, so cruise ship dining has done a complete shift over the past, we'll just say 10 to 15 years, where people thought of cruise ship dining as just this organized thing where there's only two dining times. You can go at 6 o'clock or 8.30, but now it's just so far beyond that. Uh, in your opinion, Jason, how has cruise ship dining evolved over the years? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it used to be, you know, you walked on a cruise ship and you had your main dining room with your two set dinner times and maybe a Lido buffet for breakfast and lunch self-serve beyond that. And that was it. But nowadays, man, it's all about choice. If uh, you're not a ship that has at least two specialty restaurants on board, you're not going to make it. Oh, you're not on the right ship. Exactly, right. So now, I mean, it's not just one restaurant. It's, you know, upwards of 10 to 20 restaurants. It's incredible. Well, and Jason, you were talking about choices. So break down those choices. And uh, what kind of dining options would we find or will we find on modern-day cruise ships? Yeah, I mean, what you have on Norwegian Cruise Line is what they introduce as their freestyle dining. And that's kind of become the model, I think, for other cruise lines uh, to emulate because even Royal Caribbean now has their dynamic dining that's going to be coming out on the Quantum of the season. What these really mean is, is that you have so many restaurants on board and it's all about choice. And it's not just, you know, redundant. Uh, choices either. You have, you know, Asian, Italian, uh, Mexican, what have you, all these places you can go to. And, you know, specialty dining these days usually means that it costs something more. It's not included in the fare. But, um, you know, you really kind of owe it to yourself to try out these uh, places as much as it fits in within your budget um, because, you know, you're on vacation and you got to try it all. It's just a great experience. And, you know, a lot of people think that oh, specialty dining, yeah, it's going to cost $35, $40 per person, $12, whatever. I mean, it all varies across the different uh, cruise lines and the fleets. But there's also specialty restaurants out there that don't cost you a dime and that are included in your price. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the Norwegian has some that uh, are included. Like uh, on the Norwegian Breakaway, you can have a Shein Pub. Mm -hmm. That's open 24 hours a day. You can go there and just uh, grab like a sandwich or something like that if you want. And that's a great option. You know, places have 24-hour room service on board, uh, different things like that. And granted, you know, I mean, the range of prices can go anywhere from like $10 a person to $75 a person, depending on how fancy it gets. But, you know, there's a whole range of uh, options for everybody to try. Yeah, and moving beyond Norwegian, uh, like like Carnival has Guy Fieri's burger joint on there. That doesn't yeah. cost a dime. And then you would know more about this than me, Jason, but uh, Princess has, is it the International Cafe that's uh, free and has all kinds of like sandwiches and soups and everything? 
Yeah, they have that in their, the, the Piazza area, their yeah. atrium on board. So that's really cool. And even they have their, their pizzeria in the atrium now. So basically, wherever you go on board, you smell pizza, which is always enticing. <laughs> yeah, it's totally. So, like, so the question is that I get is how do we get or how do we make the most out of our cruise ship dining experience? If someone asked you that, like I am, how would you answer mm-hmm. Well, I think nowadays it does involve a little bit more planning than it used to. Before, it could be a little bit more relaxing. You just come on board and, you know, your table uh, you know, your table number is going to be at 6 o'clock. You go there and you have your dinner. But nowadays, it's a little bit more active. You have to kind of participate a little bit more and say, you know, what uh, restaurant you want to go to from each night. But that's kind of part of the fun, too. So I think uh, just be active about it, plan ahead of time. Um, and just uh, make sure that you have the money for it and go for it. Talking about planning uh, ahead of time, a lot of restaurants now and specialty venues on cruise ships, you can actually book the experience and book the dining uh, during the booking process. Exactly. Yeah, you can go online and take care of all that ahead of time. And, you know, even on uh, some of the cruises, you have your apps now you can use and book there anywhere you are on board. So it's amazing. And also, if you're making your way, like uh, we were talking about, how you know cruise ship dining used to be so regimented, but yeah, there is still on some cruise lines. I think Norwegian did away with it. Did Norwegian do away with the the two set dining times? Is it all they freestyle? They have a traditional set dining. Yeah, oh, they do. Okay, um, it is an option. They do still have it. Yeah, but gotcha. uh, so really, I mean, literally anybody who wants to come on board, if you have a preference, it's there for you. Right, and then uh, uh, taking that preference a step further, if you didn't want to eat at six or eight fifteen or whatever the the standard dining times are, a lot of the cruise lines have like anytime dining or my choice dining, where you can kind of just roll into the cruise ship dining room, whenever you want between six and 10 o'clock and they'll serve you. Exactly. And that, that's kind of more akin to a restaurant on land and that you, you'd show up and you might have to wait mm-hmm. uh, maybe up to 15 minutes to get a table, but uh, that's a great option as well. We've been talking with Jason Leopard from the popular cruising podcast and popular cruising.com. And he also just launched uh, what was it called? Cruisenav.com. Uh, talk to us about that, Jason. What is cruise nav? The idea is that there's so many different freelance uh, journalists out there that uh, it's kind of hard to find them individually. But if you can go to a location that they're all gathered together as a community um, and discover them there, uh, that's sort of the idea of my website. And that's, like I said, cruisenav.com. And that's a place where you can see cruise reviews and get tips and news from a whole bunch of different sources in one location. And also you have the popular cruising podcast. Uh, tell us about that for a second. Yeah, so that's meant to be sort of a visual um, alternative to audio podcasts that you can kind of get a sense for what it looks like to be on board and do so quickly in about five to 10 minutes, uh, episodic uh, content on that and uh, do different tours and reviews of ships and sort of talk about the experience. Jason, my friend, it's always a pleasure talking to you and look forward to seeing you soon. Likewise. That'll do it for this week's episode of Cruise Radio. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day because I realize you have uh, so many options out there. So it means so much. Uh, if you want to check out our articles, uh, cruiseradio.net they're all there also facebook facebook.com slash cruise radio broadcasting from the insuremytrip.com studios in jacksonville florida i'm doug parker and this is cruise radio cruise radio is produced weekly at the insuremytrip.com studios hear cruise radio on iHeartRadio, the stitcher radio network overseas radio network itunes or at cruiseradio.net for sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.